Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Clark, research analyst for Money and Markets here with your weekly Bull and Bear podcast. Uh, again, thank you to everyone who watches these videos uh, or listens to us on, a pod- on our podcast uh, syndication. Uh, our entire team, we take a lot of pride in all this work that we put in, and we want to make sure we're giving you the best analysis and advice, not just for the stock market, but on the economy each and every week. If you haven't already, I do want to make sure you are uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel. Just click that subscribe button and then match that notification bell so you get notified every time we release a new video. Also, make sure you head over to moneyandmarkets.com. It is your home for a safe, sound, smart, simple, profitable investment information for your portfolio. Uh, You can check out our uh, proprietary stock power rating system. Uh, We rate thousands of stocks on the the website based on six fundamental and technical factors. Uh, You can create your own watch list. You can track the stock performance. You can get in depth analysis. You can do all that for free at moneyandmarkets.com. Now let's move on with today's podcast. The way we're generating energy is changing more rapidly than we actually expected. Um, Due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the international condemnation of that, uh, countries around the world are shifting to new sources of energy and they're doing it faster than they normally would have. Basically what we're trying to do here is we're trying to reduce our reliance on old energy sources like oil, gas, coal, and that kind of decreases our dependence uh, of, uh, of that energy on countries that produce that energy, like Russia or, or the Middle East or things like that. The more we can become energy, energy dependent on ourselves, the thought is, is that the easier things will be in terms of energy production all the way around. Now, in this episode of The Bull and the Bear, I want to talk to you about the latest trend that I've seen in this uh, in renewable energy move uh, and how you can profit from it. Now, let's get right into it. Now, According to S&P Global uh, Market Intelligence, which is something that I follow uh, on a regular basis, the U.S. is expected to add about 87,535 megawatts of energy generation and storage this year. Now, that's energy uh, generation and storage. So that's not all 87,000. is not going all just to generation, but some of it's going to be stored um, as well. Now, to put that in perspective, that's enough to power about 34.8 million homes in the U.S. It's a pretty good number. Now, what's interesting is what kind of power companies will be focusing on to add to the generation. Of the 87,000 megawatts of new capacity expected to be constructed or put online this year, 60,000 megawatts is going to come from either solar or wind energy. Now, compare that to last year when the U.S. added just 19,403 megawatts of new capacity total. That was it. That was all they added. And most of that came from wind energy. Now, of the new capacity this year, 41,000 megawatts uh, are gonna, are, will come from solar. 19,000 megawatts will come from wind. Companies are only planning about 16,000 megawatts of new capacity to come from gas, where there's actually going to be a reduction of about 7,700 megawatts in coal energy production. So basically, we're seeing a big uptick in solar and in wind. Uh, gas is coming up a little bit, but coal is being dropped off uh, pretty exponentially by comparison. Now, this illustrates one of the largest shifts in traditional uh, traditional energy, uh, like oil, gas, nuclear power, things like that, to more renewable energy sources. Now, of note, uh, the biggest additions of solar power generation this year is going to come in the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which is basically Texas, and the PJM Interconnection Region. And this includes Delaware, uh, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, 
North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and the District of Columbia. It's not necessarily all those states, but it's either all or part of those states. It's a pretty big region. Texas will make up about 27,000 megawatts of all new capacity with 12,785 megawatts coming from solar. So not quite half, just a little under half of its new generation is going to come from solar. PJM is going to add 5,580 megawatts of new solar as part of its 13,000 megawatts of total new capacity. Uh, and the U.S. isn't the only area where countries are taking a hard look at how they generate electricity. Europe has been hit especially hard because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and, of course, how the international community has condemned that with sanctions and shutting things off and, and this, that, and the other. So it's really put a cramp on Europe in terms of energy production because they rely very heavily on Russia for oil, gas, coal, and all those other things, and, and especially natural gas uh, to generate electricity. Countries throughout the European Union are now pressed to pivot away from Russia for oil, gas, and coal, forcing them to expedite uh, a move to more renewable energy as a primary source of power. Now, one company I found has shared its intentions with its investors to meet that demand. After reporting a beat on both earnings and revenue, and a significant beat at that, uh, for the first quarter of 2022, California-based Enphase Energy, trades on the NASDAQ under ENPH, uh, said it was projecting 40% growth from quarter one to quarter two in Europe. That's a 40% jump in sales in a quarter in Europe alone. Enphase specializes in making those very small inverters and backup energy storage products for solar systems. They deal strictly with solar. They make small inverters that are used in solar power, and they also use uh, energy storage systems that are used uh, for solar generation. Now, while the U.S. makes up about 84% of the company's revenue, it does have operations in Germany, France, Belgium, and the Netherlands. And it's also opening up in, uh, solutions and, 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 and shops, if you will, in Italy, Spain, and Portugal. Now, taking a look at the stock, uh, Enphase's stock uh, is relatively flat compared to where it was 12 months ago. But it's important to see that it's both still positive from that point, and it's outperforming its sector peers, which are down an average of 33%. So Enphase is only up about 1% or so as of right now. Uh, its sector peers are actually down about 33% over the last 12 months. And as at the market opened on Wednesday, uh, Enphase stock jumped 13.6% and is showing a strong upward momentum sign. Now, looking at our proprietary stock power rating system, we see that uh, EMPH rates a neutral 49 overall. This means we basically expect it to perform right in line with the broader market. However, the company is a massive growth stock opportunity. It scores a 98 on our growth metric, and it's got a 12-month sales growth rate of 78.46% and an earnings per share growth rate of 13.3%. Enphase also has strong positive returns on assets, equity, and investments, all beating their industry peers. So with the strong potential for even more growth, not just in the U.S., um, as regions install more solar power generation capacity, uh, but also in Europe, where countries are accelerating their move to renewable energy and away from oil and gas. Uh, Enphase, I think, is a very good investment in renewable energy. But I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Adam uh, recently released a report illustrating why he sees a ton of potential uh, in this arm of renewable energy. Uh, we'll put a link up top here so you can find out more about these infinite energy stock picks uh, that we believe are going to absolutely crush 
the broader market. Now, let's move on to our YouTube poll question from last week. Now, in last week's podcast, I talked about the downfall of Netflix um, after the company reported its first loss of subscribers in a decade. It lost about 200,000 subscribers in the last quarter. And that was the first loss that's ever reported in 10 years. So we asked if you canceled your Netflix account or were you staying with the streaming giant? 46% of you uh, said you like Netflix and really don't have any plans to cancel the service. But the rest of you, 54% of those polls said that you either plan to cancel or already have. So we also asked for your comments on Netflix. This is where things got interesting. Roger said, I still have Netflix and I'm surprised so many people are not happy. I think their selection is huge and I can usually find something good to watch at my convenience and without commercials. Not having commercials and being able to stay as a stop and start whenever you want is worth a lot more than $15 a month. Sarah had another view. I canceled when they stopped having the absolute best selections of DVDs. Now remember, Netflix actually started as a DVD subscription service where you could actually pick out DVDs on their website and they would ship them to your home. You could watch them and then ship them back. Now, when they were, and she goes on to say, when they were still sending them out to your house of subscriptions, uh, there wasn't a single movie you couldn't find on Netflix. She went on to add that she pretty well stopped Netflix after they moved to basically a digital service uh, and away from their uh, DVD shipping service. So thank you for everyone who voted in our weekly poll. Remember, you can vote in our poll every week on our YouTube page. Just go under the community tab on our YouTube page and you can find the latest poll. If you have a question about a particular stock or maybe this, a broader sector or the economy that you'd like Adam, Charles, or myself to take a look at, email us. The email address you can reach us at is feedback at moneyandmarkets.com. We'll put that right down there. Uh, we'd love to see any of your feedback that you have, whether you want to ask us a question or maybe you're uh, working with the stock power rating system. We'd love to hear how that's working out for you. Uh, anything like that, feel free to either comment below on YouTube or send us an email uh, at feedback at moneymarkets.com. Also head over to moneyandmarkets.com, uh, sign up for our free daily e-letter. We give you safe, sound, smart, simple, profitable investment information for your portfolio. We've also started the Stock Power Daily email where I actually uh, cover one stock that rates very high on our Stock Power rating system to give you a tool to look at as you get set to start with your investing. Now, um, uh, while you're at our website, you can uh, check out our proprietary stock power rating system. Uh, use those metrics to uh, get the ratings of thousands of stocks that we have. Uh, just go to the website, type in your stock in the search bar up in the top right-hand corner, uh, and you'll be able to see the ratings of the stocks. It's broken down uh, by our technical metrics and our fundamental metrics. You'll see fundamental data from the company, a stock chart. You can add stocks to your watch list. Uh, you could do all that for free at Money and Markets. Com. That's all for me this week. Until next time, this is Money and Markets Research Analyst and host of The Bull and the Bear, Matt Clark, wishing you all safe trading. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. 